Hey there, friend. Welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra Stockland. A former boutique owner myself, I love nothing more than chatting with you about all things boutique business. Each week, I'll tackle a new business concept and help break it down into bite-sized, actionable steps that will give you the confidence to build a profitable business. Now, let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to the Boutique Workshop Podcast. I'm your host, Sierra, and I am so excited for today's episode. We are going to do something just a little bit different, or actually, let's be honest, it's going to be a lot different. And I'm so excited to offer this podcast episode to you because what we're going to do is going to help us kick off 2022 together. Uh, For any of those of you who have hung out with me for a while, you know that I love to read. And I love quotes. I always say that I really like quotes because smarter people than me put what I think into concise statements. And I love being able to just read through quotes and say, yes, absolutely. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Or to share quotes with all of you in order to articulate more clearly what I want to get across. And so today, what I'm going to do with you in this next few minutes is to read expert excerpts, not experts. I mean, they are experts, but I'm going to read excerpts out of some books that I had the privilege of reading this past year um, to you and then intersperse some amazing quotes that have really stood out to me over the course of the last 12 months. So Today, I'd like for you to just sit back if you can, just relax, close your eyes, take a minute, and listen to what I'm about to share with you by experts as I read their excerpts out of several books and intersperse them with some quotes that I have um, to share with you today. All right, so I have one, two, three, four, five, six books here that I want to um I want to share with you from, and um, I'm going to share no in, in no particular order. I thought about kind of making a flow for um, these uh, these ex- excerpts that I was going to share with you, um, and kind of flow through maybe a journey or something like that. But then I thought, you know what? I think it can be random. I mean, you know, let's just have fun with it. So these are in no particular order. These are just things that have stood out for me as I've been reading these amazing books over the past twelve months. Okay, so the first is um, John Ortberg, O-R-T-B-E-R-G. You guys all know that I love his book. Um, At the end of the day, it all goes back in the box. I read it every single year um, as I head into the new year because that book, it's an easy read. um, And that book really helps ground me as I think about planning and goal setting and what I'm trying to accomplish in my business over the coming year, that book in and of itself has really, um, spoken loudly to me in different seasons about the importance of prioritizing what's eternal, really caring about people and relationships more than anything else. And I love that book. I read it every single January. Um, But what I'm going to share with you is actually from another book that he wrote. And I'm not going to read you an excerpt. excerpt. I need to stop saying that word. That's going to be 
it's going to be a tongue twister for me this entire time. So we're going to stop with that. Um, but we're not going to read a portion from that book. I just want you to really enjoy the title. So this again, John Ortberg, and the title of this book is everybody's normal till you get to know them. I mean, come on guys. Is that not a great start to today's podcast episode? Everybody's normal till you get to know them. And I, of course, I've read this book. I really just enjoyed the message that at the end of the day, we all have stuff in our lives. We all have stuff, right? We have stories. We have baggage. We have problems. We have joys. We have wins. We have losses. We all have stuff. And we're all normal until we get to know one another. It's easy for us to sit in our own space and think, you know, those people are so weird or how they did that is so odd or strange, or, um, I just don't relate. Right. And we feel like we're normal. We are the, the, the normal, um, you know, uh, the, the bar, right. We're the benchmark for everyone until you realize that everybody is normal until you get to know them. So that's what I have from you or for you from that book. All right. On to the next book, Emily P. Freeman. I'm starting to love her podcast called the next right thing. Um, let's be honest. One of the number one reasons I love her podcast is I absolutely love her voice. It is so calming to listen to her podcast. If you haven't had a chance to listen to Emily P. Freeman's podcast, the next right thing, I would encourage you to go out and um, subscribe to that one. Uh, she just has very simple podcast episodes that truly tell us how to live and lean into the next right thing in life. Um, and I love the way that she calmly brings her message to us every single week. I'm going to read something that I loved out of her book, The Next Right Thing, A Simple Soulful Practice for Making Life Decisions. This comes from page 28. Um, and she's talking about just the rat race that we live in and how we need to calm and simplify our mind. And um, I love this. On page 28, she says, Facebook, you do not get to interrupt me. Instagram, you do not have my permission to tap me on the shoulder whenever you want. Headlines, I can read you all at once later. I do not need to know the moment that news breaks. And phone, you're not allowed to boss me. I have good work to do. I have a life to live. I have decisions to make. She says, we're letting everyone else's agenda live for free in the sacred space of our creative mind. And it's time for an eviction. Isn't that powerful? Isn't that so powerful? That's from Emily's book, The Next Right Thing. I'd encourage you to subscribe to her podcast and, um, and of course, uh, read the book itself. All right, let's see what else we have on the agenda. The next book, Wait and See. This is such a good book. Um, I have several things that I want to read to you from this book. This is by Wendy Pope. Wait and see completely different than the book that I just read from this book really ministered to me when I was in a season of the doldrums. I had just come through my crazy journey of the unwinding of mode and I was alone. I had no team to manage. I had no customers to work with. I had no problems to solve. I had no projects to do. And I found myself for the first time in many, many, many years feeling useless, worthless, with no direction, with no thing. If you guys could see these air quotes with no 
thing. And I came across this book. I don't even remember who um, suggested it or how I found it. I read this book with a box of Kleenex over and over and over. And um, if you are someone that's finding yourself in the midst of the doldrums, if you're in between projects, if you're in between life seasons and you just don't know what your thing is, where you fit, how you belong, what you should be working on or doing, I want to encourage you to pick up this book, wait and see and read it. Okay. So here's some things I'm just going to pull from this book and read to you. First, it says on page 57, do what you know to prepare for what you don't know. Let me read that again. Do what you know to prepare for what you don't know. When we're in a season of waiting, when we're in a season of in-between, we want to push to find what that next thing is. What should we be doing? And sometimes we don't know what we should be doing. And so what should we best do in that season? But to do what we do know in order to prepare for what's coming. On page 59, it says, when our weight stirs within us, the need to make things happen, we can become more preoccupied with moving forward than tending our sheep. I'm going to read that again too. It's profound. When our weight stirs within us, the need to make things happen, we can become more preoccupied with moving forward than with tending our sheep. Wendy goes into the story of David from the Bible and how he was anointed king. And then he had to wait. He didn't become king and be escorted into the palace that day um, to rule people and rule the country, rule the land. No, he had to tend his sheep. He was anointed as king of Israel. And then he was required to stay in the pasture and to tend his sheep. He had to do what he knew he could do best in order to prepare for what he didn't know would be coming. And I have just loved that message um, throughout this book that Wendy has shared. There's a couple more things I underlined here that I want to read to you. And then we'll move on to the next page 23. She says, I felt this way for over two years as the object of my weight became greater than the person of my faith. And she's talking about her faith in God. She said, as she was wrestling with this feeling of waiting and uncertainty, she found that over two years, the object of her weight, like what she was supposed to be doing and where she fit, that became a greater obsession for her than the person of her faith. And when she was able to step back and say, I'm going to tend my sheep, I'm going to do the thing that I know to do, and I'm going to put my faith in God. That's when she settled into a waiting process that was actually much more productive. Page 24, waiting well looks forward to the future while staying present in the present. Waiting well means I remain open to God and allow him to move me toward the future he has planned in his time. Waiting well looks forward to the future while staying present in the present. You know, you guys, so often as we're waiting for our next thing, as we're waiting for where we belong and what we should be doing, we squander the present, the time in front of us, the opportunity to grow and to learn and to tend our sheep well. 
I love that book. Wait and see. All right. Moving on to the next book. Let's see here. Visioneering. Yeah. This is a great book by Andy Stanley. This is another one. I don't think I'm going to read it this year, but over the past several years, January, this is a book that I've pulled off the shelf and I tend to read and reread um, and just pull nuggets of truth. Visioneering by Andy Stanley. He just walks through how to really um, cast a vision for what we're doing for the business that we're um, building or for the life that we're leading and how to do that um, well. So I'm going to read from page 210 and 211 in this book. All right. He says, men and women with a vision stand out. That makes people uncomfortable. The current society always moves in the direction of conformity. You are not accountable to your critics, though they will do everything in their power to make you think you are. You are accountable to the one who has invited you to partner with him to create what could and should be. Again, I'm going to read this over so that you can really let this soak in. Men and women with vision stand out. That makes people uncomfortable. The current of society always moves in the direction of conformity. You are accountable to, you are not accountable to your critics, though they will do everything in their power to make you think they are. You are accountable to the one who has invited you to partner with him to create what could and should be. That's from Visioneering by Andy Stanley. Love that book. I've gotten so much out of that as well. All right. Here's another one. You've often heard me um, probably refer to John Maxwell's title of this book. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn and see you guys, this is why I love quotes and why I love reading because I'm not smart enough to come up with that on my own, but boy, can I grab onto that thinking and use it in my life? I love this book. This is by John Maxwell. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. And we're going to look at page 65 and 67 in this book. So let me just turn the page here and find what I want to share with you from this book. Okay. It's a little bit longer reading. It says, what happens when we learn to be responsible? If you gotta, if you gotta keep dancing, Tim Hansel says pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. A similar thing can be said when it comes to taking responsibility, losses are inevitable, but excuses are optional. When we move from excuses to responsibility, our lives begin to change dramatically. And here's how number one, when we take our first step in learning, when you take responsibility for yourself, you take responsibility for your learning. The earlier you do this, the better the potential results. Professor and Pulitzer Prize winning journalist William Raspberry had good advice regarding the importance of taking responsibility and making right choices when we are young. He observed, if you want to be thought of as a solid, reliable pillar for your community when you're 50, you can't be an irresponsible corner cutting exploiter at 25. The time to worry about your reputation is before you have one. You determine your reputation by deciding who and what you are and by keeping the lofty vision of yourself in mind, even when you're having a rip roaring good time. Number three, he says, we stop repeating our failures. What's the major difference between people who succeed and people who don't? It's not failing. Both groups fail. However, the ones who take responsibility responsibility for themselves, learn from their failures and do not repeat them. Love it. Love this book. Sometimes you win, sometimes you learn. It really sets your mind forward um, in the direction of taking responsibility for your winnings and your losses and deciding what you can learn from what happened. All right. 
Now I'm going to go through some quotes. I want to share these quotes with you. I'm just going to breeze through them. I probably have a dozen that I want to share as I leave you um, with this podcast episode today. Again, no particular order. These are just things that have spoken to me, things that I've shared with coaching clients and things that I'd like to leave you with as you head into an amazing year on the horizon. Quote number one, life is not about waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning to dance in the rain. Second quote, don't pull the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. Again, don't put the key to your happiness in someone else's pocket. This quote is by Winston Churchill. I love it. He says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Work harder than you think you did yesterday. I love this quote. Sometimes we feel like we just want to take a break. We just, we've arrived. We want to sit, put our feet up, be done. But as business owners, we need to constantly think about how we can work harder than we think we did yesterday. This one I love. This is by the classy woman. Um, and it is um, just such a profound quote. You know, when I think about it, take it to heart. It, it says, I know what I bring to the table. So trust me when I say I'm not afraid to eat alone. Listeners, I want to encourage you to take this quote to heart. When you get confident enough in your abilities, your person, your destiny, that you are not afraid to eat alone, the world will open to you. When we decide that we have to be eating at the table with others, that we have to have the approval of people around us, that's when our world becomes so small. I know what I bring to the table. So trust me when I say I'm not afraid to eat alone. This next quote, love it. I'm learning to love the sound of my feet walking away from the things that are not meant for me. This is another one that just opens up the horizon to you as a business owner, as a woman, as a leader. If you are learning to love the sound of your feet walking away from things and opportunities and people that are not right for you, the confidence will begin to build. And another quote, do what is right, not what is easy. I love this one by Peter Schultz, higher character, train skill. If you're in a season of looking to, to add to your team or to, to bring on the, the first team member, or, you know, you're out recruiting and you're looking for that perfect, perfect person, remember to hire for character. You can train the skills. You really can. But the character, that's something that someone either brings or they don't bring. You guys have heard me say something like this very often. If you've been around any of my coaching, this quote, if you are the smartest person in the room, then you are in the wrong room. I love that. And I try to really remind myself of that. I want to be in the room with people much smarter and wiser than me, because that's when I'm going to keep learning. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used to make them. Albert Einstein. And of course we know he was a genius. All right. This one's by Thomas Edison. Opportunity is missed by people because it is dressed in overalls and it looks like work. Don't be the person that missed opportunity. It is hard work to get ahead. It's hard work to build what we want, but it is so worth it. Eleanor Roosevelt said this great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. 
Small minds discuss people. Have a great mind. Paulo Coelho said this, and I love it. And a mistake repeated more than once is a decision. Okay. A mistake repeated more than once is a decision. Here's another quote that goes along with that. What you allow will continue. If you're struggling with team members that, you know, don't pull their weight. If you're allowing customers to run over you or run your life. If you are a slave to your phone, what you allow will continue. You have to put a stop to it. Frank Ocean said, work hard in silence and let success be your noise. I think this is something all of us can take to heart. We like to brag about our accomplishments. We like to yell from the mountaintops, but there's something really sweet about a leader who just works hard in silence and success becomes the noise to tell everyone of their success, not their own voice. This quote, if it is important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. How about your inventory? Have you counted your inventory? Have you done the hard things that you needed to do in your business? Have you brought a coach into your business to help you and guide you for a profitable and prosperous year in the, you know, to come? Have you done the hard things that you know need to be done? Because if it is important to you, you will find a way. If not, you'll find an excuse. Three more quotes to end out our time together here. Love this one. If you don't have time to do it right, when will you have time to do it over? We could apply this to our inventory too, right? If we don't have time to enter that inventory correctly, when on earth are we going to have time to do it over? This quote, when someone tells you it can't be done, it's more a reflection of their limitations than yours. This one was really, um, this one was really something that I took to heart in this past year as I was working on my Ironman. And actually, um, as my husband was training for his Ironman and he was telling his friends and family, and we just had a couple people here and there that, you know, really, you can do that. I don't think you're going to literally someone said you'll never finish. And as we drove away from that conversation, I remember asking him, why would someone say that to you? And he said this quote in so many words, when someone tells you it can't be done, it's more a reflection of their limitations than yours. Think about that. Okay. And this is the quote I'm going to leave with all of you. This is by R. Collier. This is the quote to cap off our time together today on the podcast. Success is the sum of small efforts repeated day in and day out. All right, listeners, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast. I want to help you build a profitable and successful business. I want to help you succeed. If you hadn't, haven't had a chance yet to join me in the boutique workshop, I want to invite you to join me over there. Together in the boutique workshop, we take bite-sized, actionable steps every single week. We do the hard things that we know we need to do in, other to, in order to move the needle. We do small efforts together and we repeat them day in and day out because we truly believe that success is the sum of all of those efforts together. So if you haven't had a chance, jump over to theboutiqueworkshop.com. Take a look at the offerings that I have, the coaching opportunities, the boutique workshop itself. Reach out to me. I'd love to help you 
become the most successful version of yourself in 2022. All right, everyone. Bye for now. Hey, if you learned something today here on the podcast, then you have to come and check out the Boutique Workshop membership. This is my monthly group coaching program where we take all of the material that I talk about right here on the podcast, we break it down into bite-sized actionable steps, and we apply it. I want to invite you to come over and check us out. Go to theboutiqueworkshop.com and check out the Boutique Workshop membership. That's theboutiqueworkshop.com and check out my membership. See you there. Hey, thanks again for joining me today for the Boutique Workshop podcast. Remember that podcast was first recorded live over in the Boutique Collective Facebook group. So if you're not a member of that group yet, I want to give you a warm invitation to come on over and join us in the Boutique Collective. You'll find the link for that Facebook group along with all other information or links that I shared during this podcast in the show notes. And can I ask you for one more small favor? Before you're done here today, would you be willing to share this podcast with another boutique owner that could use the information or support? And even better yet, if you loved what you heard, would you be willing to give us an awesome rating or review? That really helps spread the word as we grow the boutique workshop and bring information, support, and community to boutique owners around the country. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you again next week. Bye.